0: Deep Rising is a light-hearted summer blockbuster from the director who would go on to make the 1999 version of The Mummy. Join us as we discuss 90 CGI, monsters from the deep, and some totally rad moves on a jet ski. Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. It is a little bit under the weather. (laughs) Recovering, but I'm pointing out because your voice does sound a little different. Just so so they're aware. They're aware.
1: Can't do any singing right now.
0: Uh, Luckily, I don't think the audience were uh, holding out hope for, for a song anyway. Next time. That's a threat. Uh, this is a science fiction movie podcast we get together. <laughs> we talk about a science fiction movie we watched. It's not quite that simple. I'm getting so many evil eyes because of that comment. Um, this is going to be an episode on Deep Rising, another 90s movie. 90s season uh, continues on. Um, this is our penultimate 90s movie for this season. We have one last one to do next week, which was the vote winner of Johnny and Mnemonic. But today, we're doing giant mutated sea creature science fiction in the form of the Stephen Sommers 1998 film Deep Rising, uh, which I'd actually only seen for the first time like two years ago maybe, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, I watched it on stream, uh, not even really being aware that it was kind of a sci-fi movie until I watched it and then went, oh this has definitely fallen into sci-fi, this is... It feels like it's, uh, in fact, one of the posters even says it's Aliens meets Titanic, meaning that someone's got a hard-on for James Cameron, and who could blame them? Uh, he's, he's a, <laughs> he's a worldly, uh, director. I I was looking for.
1: Man, you can just say man. He's
0: a man. He's a, <laughs> he's a real man's man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about, Tara, you'd never seen this before, is that correct? That is correct. I had not seen this before. Did you know anything about it? No. Had Zero. you. He- had you heard of it?
1: <laughs> no. When I <they> started <laughs> it, I thought I accidentally put on Speed Two cruise control.
0: It's set on a boat. <laughs> and it came out like a year after that, so I could see why you might uh think that. Uh so that's you know, it's a very simple setup. Uh it was a cruise ship and it ends up being attacked by some sort of creature and we have uh kind of like a, a team of mercenaries who are coming in to do something nefarious and kind of this uh rogue with a heart of gold character main character uh uh finnegan is his name i don't, don't remember that at all but yeah finnegan yeah. Mm-hmm. uh so he, he's no, been they say it a lot he's been hired to like drive these shady people out to an unknown location in the ocean and he's sort of got a ah, well if they're paying we don't ask questions and he's got like a uh benny from the mummy which obviously was also directed by Steven Summers. He's in here, kind of as the mechanic character, uh, playing a very similar kind of sleaze ball, kind of likable but a sleaze ball all the same. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, the Femme Fatale style character in uh, Femke Jans- Jensen, who uh, I say Femme Fatale. She's more like a a bubbly, like Selena Kyle. Like she's kind of like a, a thief who gets mm-hmm. mixed up in everything, but is kinda like I guess her and Finnegan are both like, you know, slight criminals but with likeable enough. Parts of gold. Parts of gold, yes. Yeah. So I try to avoid using that phrase again, but you you went for it. Um we have the guy who owns the cruise who uh you know is this slimy rich guy and then we got a bunch of other we all the mercs themselves. Um and that is, that's that's kind of the setup of, of the of the movie. Uh a lot of recognizable faces, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I I think before we get to any of that, um you know, the, the mercs get to the boat, and they're just surprised to find that there's not a lot of passengers kicking about, because there's <laughs> monsters already on board, and uh, then the movie goes from there. So I'll, I'll leave it there. We'll start spoiler-free, of course, and we'll give you warning before we go into spoilers. But, Tara, what did you think of Deep Rising?
1: Um, I didn't really like it. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> gonna be <laughs> something up my street, but... Um... I don't know. Maybe it's just that we've kind of watched a similar movie that I liked more called Leviathan. And I think that this one is, this one has potential for sure. I was, I was really like, I like the idea of like a Poseidon adventure, but with an actual like sea monster and stuff mm. like that. I think that would be kind of a cool movie to make and watch. But it sort of turns into like the, I don't know, like you, you can see that this is the same time as like, event horizon and those type of movies oh sure yeah um i don't know i and i got kind of frustrated with the actual creature because the the, for a long time they avoided showing it and doing the jaws thing and i thought okay yeah i mean that's one way to do it that's fine like but eventually kind of just wore on me and like i really want to see this creature and then when i see it i'm like "Eh, i don't really like it go back to being (laughs) go back to me nothing (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) my imagination I mean your first point there was basically is that it feels super 90s like that's essentially what you were getting at Uh, yeah
1: but like I I do have nostalgia for 90s and 90s disaster movies and stuff like that and I like um movies like this I like Deep Blue Sea a lot you know I like um Titanic (laughs) 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 um but I don't, I don't know. This one just doesn't, eh, doesn't work for me. I think the characters are not great. Um, I didn't find the comic relief to be annoying like I expected I would. I mean, some, not all of his lines are great and stuff, but like he, he was fine. Um, I thought the lead, Finnegan, who, Treat Williams. I thought he was kind of a weird choice for a lead, a leading man. Um, he never really. They wanted him to be Han Solo so bad. Like, he has his own ship. He even has, like, a line, like, I've got a very bad feeling
0: about it. He us. does say that, yeah. <laughs> says that at one point.
1: But, like, he doesn't have any charisma. Like, uh, like uh, Han, you know, Harrison Ford He's does, He's so. more of
0: a schlub. He's more like, uh, he, feels, he feels like the guy who could just be living down the street. You know, he's, he's like your, yeah. your neighbor <laughs> as opposed yeah. to, like, a hero. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, he's just a weird choice, I thought, and... I don't know. What do you think of the
0: movie? (laughs) I think I like it more than you do, but it's not because I think it's good, (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) I just... Like, I think the 90s to solve it, I think there's just enough of it clicks into place where I kind of had fun with it uh, for what it is. Um, There's definitely a better example. I mean, I like Leviathan a bit more than this, and I think part of that is down to... an even better... Even though there's some good cast members in this, like, Leviathan has, like, a really surprisingly good cast, and it also relies on practical effects and this has a lot of 1998 cgi <laughs> which definitely it's not even just the monster itself uh, but like even like some shots of like just looking at the cruise ship on the water like there's just this kind of like blurry like muddiness to it it's like okay this is clearly of its time and i would have appreciated a model in a bathtub yeah much more because yeah. it definitely feels like um you know, at the time, they were proud of this, and they thought it was cutting edge. And I remember when The Mummy came out just a year later, there was a lot a lot of the extras on the DVD and stuff were all about the visual effects and how proud they were. And that, you know, well, it's a bit dated now, I think was more impressive at the time than this probably was. But uh, this does look very dated in its effects. Um, more dated than practical stuff from what the prior decade looks. Which is kind of the point I'm making with Leviathan, is that the practical stuff yep. then holds up <laughs> better because it was practical. So... I think that's you know maybe the biggest thing against it. I agree the characters are very thin and light, but I kind of enjoy them in a weird like sort of shlubby way. Like I kind of appreciate that the lead's a bit of shit. I think what's funny is that the, the the lead actor is like the only face in this I don't know from something else. Like every other actor I know from other things. It is an insane like who's who Treat, of a Treat cast. Williams
1: has to be like a, um, a TV actor.
0: He probably yeah, no doubt as I'll click on him just quickly and see uh so Oh he was in I mean the th- he was in the Phantom. Oh wow, okay. I've not seen that in a long
1: time. Billy Zane one?
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, he's in some episodes of Blue Bloods, Chicago Fire, uh, White Collar against yeah, he's in a lot of TV shows and TV movies. Like he's just that type of actor, which is fine. Um but like the rest of the cast, like obviously Femke Jensen, who most people know from the X-Men movies, uh is kind of your your lady lead. Uh, the, the, the rich guy who, who owns the cruise ship uh, that's mm-hmm. the creepy warden from Silence of the Lambs and that guy cannot he cannot play a, a good character he has to be a, like a scumbag because he just he's so sleazy the way he talks he's, he's got that rich the glasses?
1: guy some, uh, the glasses and the haircut combo yeah. where you just like
0: mm, don't trust him the way he loves his lines uh, Kevin J. O'Connor plays the comic relief uh, the mechanic he obviously is from The Mummy I don't really know him from anything else but he's in that um, yeah. you've got like the the high-ranking guy in the ship. That's you know other the like that's not the captain. Um, he is one of the henchmen, the the main henchman in Lethal Weapon Two. I'm like I was like where did I know him from? And that's what it was. It's him. <laughs> um, the Merc team is full of people. uh You've got the guy who was the captain on Sunshine. Uh, yep. is one of them. You've got Kano from the Mortal Kombat movie, is the Australian guy. You've got uh, Digimon Hanzo from Gladiator. He's, in, he's been, actually been in more stuff recently. Is, is his name actually pronounced Digimon? I don't think so, but <laughs> Firefly, okay. what are you... Okay, kitty. Oh, okay, alright, alright. Stupid cat. <laughs> Decided to just leap over the whole monitor. Gotta see a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, yeah, you've got you've got all these faces. Like there's maybe like one guy on the the Merc crew. Uh, there's one who I would describe as Dennis Leary's looking brother. Seriously, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I've seen. Him. He's been in a lot of Guy Richie stuff and things like that. Uh, but like that—that's what I think of when I look at him. He's like you—you you could be related to Dennis Leary
1: oh yeah he definitely should play him in like or like play brothers or something yeah. with him or has at some point I'm not sure
0: yeah I don't know if you can say biopic because they're about the same age I thought <laughs> it's not like he's, he's he's like here now and
1: no I never meant like yeah. he should play Dennis Leary I meant like yeah. like they should play kind of like um like, at some point, Tom Cruise and Tig Notaro have to play siblings in a movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of it's, that it's one. It's like, but, uh, it's there. They have to do it.
0: <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair. I can see it. I can see it. Um, so, yeah, a very, very recognizable cast of the time period. And it's a lot of faces. I mean, a few of them I mentioned have come up in other things. But what's really notable about all those faces and where I said I know them from is that most of them, I only know them from one other thing from the 90s or late 80s. Like, very few of them, like, are still, like, someone I recognize from modern things. most of them, it's like, no, no, they've got one other notable thing in this time period, and that's it. So it's very much a who's who, but it's a who's who of specifically this time period. And I think that's really interesting. Uh, You know, the the obvious exception maybe being Femke Jensen and and Hanzo, and maybe Cliff Curtis. I, I, that's why I said Hanzo instead. I thought I'll I'll, I'll sidestep the first name. Oh. <laughs> it's probably Jiman Honzo, if I was to guess. I
1: don't know. Like he's he's such a good like working actor. Like you think the name would pop up somewhere where I would hear it and be like, oh, that's how you pronounce
0: it. I see, I see it a lot,
1: probably but... in the time of Amistad because he was. I'm sure he was like the star of that.
0: Yeah, but obviously he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's popped up in a, you know, he's, he's been popping up in a lot of things, and they're apparently making, like, a Gladiator 2 that he's going to be in. What? <laughs> really? At least there was supposed to be. There was rumors of it at some point. I don't know if they've fallen through. They may have done. But... What? It, yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear about this? No. No. Gladiator 2, Electric is
1: coming back? Well, you can't, right?
0: But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, and actually, it was the Wizard and Shazam. I forgot about that. So yeah, he's popping up in small roles here or there throughout modern things. Mm-hmm. So who? <laughs> exactly. Is that yeah. what
1: he's always going to be known for? Is the Who guy in <laughs> Guardians
0: of the Galaxy? Th- I mean, that that gif does get used a lot. I mean, I still think of him as Gladiator first, so that's the first thing I think of.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I always remember him in uh, Amistad because that was the movie that... I was really excited for a new Spielberg movie because it's still high on Jurassic Park and going, "Uh uh-oh, Spielberg's making boring movies now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen Amistad, but uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, Bradley McConaughey. Yeah. Amistad was, uh, he did Amistad and then Small Hours and then Deep Rising. So this was really close to Amistad in terms of, uh, yeah. And also Spielberg's other movie in '97 was *The Lost World*, which I don't think is very good. So yeah, '97 was a bad year for Spielberg.
1: What? Why does he do that with uh, with his with his Jurassic Park
0: movies? Oh yeah, he's like, he's like oh,
1: Jurassic Park and Schindler's List same year, and then Lost World and Amistad same year.
0: I'm going to do my very serious historical film alongside my dinosaur movie. <laughs> it worked yeah. well the first <laughs> time, so I'll do it again. Uh, I mean, Amistad is a good
1: movie, but you know for young Terra, who is high on dinosaurs
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is this it's boring <laughs> it's about America I don't live there yet
0: oh uh, dear um so there you go so yeah very very noble cast of the time period uh, mm-hmm. is ultimately what I'm trying to say uh yeah and yeah, you Steven know, Stephen Sommers, like, he's a director who obviously everyone felt like, oh, is he the new Spielberg because of The Mummy? Like, you know, because that's kind of the new Indiana Jones, everyone was saying, oh, is he going to, like, have this new... I feel like he just disappeared off the face of the earth after that. Like, Van Helsing just killed his career.
1: <laughs> oh, he did that one too? Yeah. I don't hate Van Helsing.
0: I mean, I saw it in theatres. I I mean, I think you can tell. I think you can tell that the guy who did The Mummy, this was like an attempt to do a new version of it with Van Helsing.
1: Yeah. I guess, you know, he just had the right formula for The Mummy because that is a fun movie.
0: Well, no, it is. The first Mummy is a really solid uh, adventure film. And then, but then you get to, you know, after that, he's got Van Helsing and then he did gi joe rise of the cobra in 2009 oh, I that, yeah and then he got odd thomas in 2013 mm, i didn't see that i don't one. even know what that is uh who's that anton yelkins in it mm. uh, yeah I've, I've seen the poster I but i don't um i never saw the movie and that's that you know that's his last film he, he's got a project announced called when worlds collide but you know his last movie was 2013 so given like how Hollywood was like propping him up when The Mummy came out is kind of sad that how quickly that, that popularity and like success just dwindled. Yep. So
1: He's like the Colin Trevorrow of his time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not guaranteed Trevorrow's career is going that route but it certainly feels lately <laughs> at this point. Uh, I don't know. I don't you know. had
1: your chance. He gave us Jurassic World and everything else has been Weird book of Henry.
0: (laughs) I mean, he's the guy who got like fired from uh, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, not the only one either. Josh Trank got fired. Fantastic Four did that.
1: (laughs) What was he supposed to direct?
0: Was that one of the spin-offs? Me, I can't remember. Mm. I Can't remember, but I'm sure. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was made to do a Star Wars movie, and then all filled fell apart because
1: oh maybe it was was it solo because they brought in ron howard right to finish that movie
0: no because that was the uh those like oh, that, those... the pair the, who did a yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. yeah. and they were surprised that the, the pair of guys who are known for doing comedies made a comedy
1: yeah <laughs> And what... <laughs> I, I think i heard it was like the people were comparing it to like the dailies to ace ventura or something <laughs> and then disney was like oh my god what have we done
0: hey i tell you what if they actually cast jim carrey as young hand solo even though jim carrey is like 50 already like if they cast jim carrey Respect as young Hand solo the, yeah and had him just doing his ace ventura act in the outfit i would have i'll, I'll I'd, i've not seen solo yet i won't see it until we review it on the show but you know what i would have waited to see that version of solo hell yeah <laughs>
1: If the guy asked him, how'd you get that name or whatever, and then he would bend over and, and butt speak solo. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. And it ties into Pet Detective. You know, uh, a wookie's kind of like a pet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, there's a lot of creatures in the movie.
0: There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs>
1: What uh, could have been? It's Ventura...
0: Uh, A Star Wars story. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be Nate franchises, I think. Uh, print it. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, so... Yes. I mean, I, I enjoy Deep Rising well enough. I, I, it's the sort of thing where I expected not to, and maybe it's because I went in with those expectations of, like, this is probably going to be shit, is that as it was playing out and, like, it was having, you know, the, the tropes and, like, doing the, the tough commando squad, like, who are acting all tough and mean, but they kind of, like, end up being wimps in the end where all the heroes we actually want to root for are the ones that have a chance of surviving. <laughs> uh, There's a couple of fun little set pieces. It's not, like... I I just, I found it a very easy, comfortable watch. And maybe it's because it is this type of movie from the 90s where I just like, ah, this is kind of relaxing to watch, to be honest. So there's something very nice about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I just, I don't know. I just wanted something else from it. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, it wasn't quite as good as
0: like... um deep blue sea is for me or like I uh, oh, no I agree with that. I, I like deep blue sea more. And I like Leviathan more. And I would yeah. say I would say this is kind of a cross between those two things. Uh well,
1: you know, it it started off with um high potential. I I like the introduction to all the characters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, "Oh, this is like seems like they're going like a die hard thing but we're, from the perspective of the bad guys, but they're going to go into a situation where, you know, Nakatomi Plaza is on a boat and then also there's uh, a sea uh, monster there that yeah. they have to <laughs> escape from yeah
0: i mean that's that's basically what the scene <laughs> is is that they they go into like, the big ballroom in the boat thinking oh we, we're going to have to you know, like Hans Gruber's and Hans gruber's men in die hard so they bust down going everyone like and then they just realize wait where's everyone like why is yeah. everyone not here like that's actually quite a fun premise it's like okay it's the yeah. it's, it's the bad guys from die hard but when they go into the building everyone's already dead oh shit they're in they're in trouble like, that, that actually has quite a fun premise, and that's kind of where the movie, like, starts with, and that's that's kind of yeah. cool. i also—obviously, won't spoil it until we get into things, but I actually really like the ending, because I just think it's really funny.
1: I like—I like parts of the ending, yes. I'm talking about the very final scene. I'm talking about, oh, okay, like— Okay, okay, the... okay, all right. I did read a trivia thing about it, but will, you
0: know, remind me to bring that up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh i just like the I, I, f- I felt like like if nothing else the movie was just about having fun and i think the ending just kind of made me feel like oh yeah this was just having like this was just like yeah this would be just a funny ending to have okay
1: i guess i don't
0: yeah. know i like that um yeah uh yeah i don't know if there's much more to say in spoiler free because like there's not really yeah you know, it's not like good character arcs to talk about or <laughs> you know uh like
1: not really. I
0: love the use anytime there's a a use of um, oh, a jet ski. <laughs> That's the word. Yes. There's a Chekhov jet ski. There's a Chekhov jet ski, and there's a <laughs> there's basically scenes of like, so imagine you saw Die Hard and not Die Hard, sorry. Imagine you <laughs> got Die Hard in the brain now because you brought that <laughs> up. Uh, imagine you saw Titanic in 1997, and then a year later you see a movie where just like the Titanic, there's like you know a rising water level all around the ship. And just imagine someone riding down all the corridors of the ship in a jet ski. <laughs> like, yeah. You get that. I appreciate the use
1: of jet skis in this movie. Um, <laughs> just because there's something so hilarious to me about a jet ski being cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a sign of, like, this is a cool person. They're on a jet ski. Because I, oh, I think of people on jet skis as losers. But they're always meant to look cool. Do you feel the same about motorbikes?
0: Because to me, a jet ski is just a motorbike on the water.
1: No, I don't feel the same, about I'm on a bike. Specifically jet ski.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Because
0: yep. mm-hmm. it, it's kind of similar, especially if someone's like, you know, riding behind them, you're holding on to them. It's a very similar visual to me, just on the water instead of on the road. See, it,
1: it, maybe it's a gender thing. Maybe I just lack that chromosome that tells me that this is
0: cool. But I'm, not, I'm not saying it's cool. I, I'm I'm <laughs> saying that motorbikes and jet skis are equally. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't have a problem, but I just, I'm just eh to either of them. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> I'm sorry. Do you think I'm someone who's into motorbikes? Like,
1: <laughs> well, motorbikes can be cool, you know, in the Matrix they're cool, right? But jet skis to me are never cool. Well.
0: Well, I'm talking about someone who's just any more, but obviously if we're doing action, like if we're doing the scene from Terminator 2 when he's like, you know, veering around the truck and he's like, pick it up, John. Cull- yeah, obviously in that scene, the, the, like it's sure. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool.
1: But even if like Arnold Schwarzenegger's on a jet ski with a shotgun, I'll be like, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it, I think a Jet Ski being, you know, quote-unquote cool fits the tone of this movie, though. This is the sort yeah. of movie it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's like, it. it's the wrong confidence. Yes. And
0: that's what it is. But that, that to me, that's what's appealing about it, is like, even down to the chemistry of the kind of, there's, there's like a slight romance between our, like, two leads. Between, like, one of the most beautiful women in the world and Treat Williams. A <laughs> shrubby old man, yes. And there's only, there's only actually ten years between them. It's not actually that big of an age gap as I thought it was um but like he just seems old though yeah he he seems older but he's only 10 years older than her. Um, but i I think what i liked about this is that it really just boils down to one like accidental flirtatious comment where she thinks he's implying he wants something and he's just kind of like nah just you know give me a cold beer that's that's all and then later on it's paid off where she kisses him and i I don't think that's as much of a spoiler uh and she says (laughs) better than a cold beer right and i'm like you know what this wasn't like forced or problematic or or not problematic because it was never problematic but no no i wouldn't say no the point i'm making Mm -hmm. though is that this never felt intrusive because you just left it as this one comment and one little payoff where it's not even like a full blown romance it's just like a little smirk like hey you know what we got out of that so here (laughs) have a a, a kiss like (laughs) like you know um sure Plus, you know, given where they are at the end, we else are they going to do? They may as well just start having sex. Like,
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm sure that's where the scene was heading.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was good. If I'm on an island with... I'm spoiling things. Now. If I'm on an island with Femke Jensen and there's nothing else to do, what do like, you better believe my first suggestion is, well, let's just have some sex.
1: Are you going to leave that in there? <laughs>
0: Maybe I'll bleep it. Maybe I'll go back and bleep out the word. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll make it sound way dirtier. It'll, it'll be like, if I'm gonna bleep with Emka Jensen, you better believe I'm gonna bleep, 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 bleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a show is this?
0: <laughs> but yes, I agree. She's very attractive in the film. When she's doing all of her hasty stuff early on, she's. uh She's very fetching. Um, There's a, there a nice actual uh, bit I liked early on in this where she gets caught thieving and they put her... They don't have, like, a proper brig, so they put her in, like, the... Like, like the, the... Bridge? Uh, I don't actually think it's cool, but, yeah, they put her in, like, the food storage area. And I love that she's like, oh, well, I'll just have a feast then. And she like, <laughs> she's, she's opening stuff. She's having, like, the fruit and the, the you know, just everything that's around. It looks like, like champagne and caviar, yeah, or something she's treating herself,
1: well, I mean, this is a cruise line specifically for millionaires,
0: yes and above. yes, yes, i mean he does he does uh say in his big speech at the start, um you're all here, you're happy, you're delightful, and rich <laughs> 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 we're all rich here,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be> nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, aren't cruise ships, like, one of the worst, like, things for the environment? Like, <clears throat> like in and, and relation to, like, how useful they are, like, they're pretty bad because, like, they're just this luxury, but they use, like, so much energy to, like, <laughs> exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, uh, I don't really know exactly. Planes are pretty bad
0: for the environment. Yeah, but planes, like, have a use, though. Like, we do have to get around, whereas, like, a cruise ship is just purely for the sake of the... The indulgence. That's true. Yeah. You know? Um. You know. Excuse me. And planes, planes tend to be pretty full. At least it's not like most, like unless you get a private plane, obviously. But it's not like most big airline planes, like are like they usually they tend to fill up. So it's like at least they're all being used to like by the fullest amount of people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. But hey, now that I'm shitting at anyone who wants to go on a cruise, I'm just I've I've heard things in passing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've never been on a cruise. I, mean, but, okay. I lived on a boat for
0: <laughs> three years. Yeah, but your boat didn't have a casino and a nightclub and like swimming pools and all sorts of shenanigans.
1: It would have been. It would have made the navy so much better. Though, oh, I'm
0: sure it would have. <laughs> <that. laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. A cruise ship is basically a floating city, right? Like it's it's got all, yeah. like all the comforts of a, of a of a town or a city, but on a on a boat. And mm-hmm. yeah, like they have to run all that stuff. Like I imagine it does take a lot. of like energy that they have to travel with. Sure. So
1: I mean my ship was much smaller than that, but like it still was just seemed like we wasted a lot of fuel all the time. It's not yeah. just
0: a little bit of fuel, you know. Of course. Ships are pretty big. Take a lot of fuel to move. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. Gotta get that steam going.
0: Yep. That's why they should still have sails on ships, just to like take you know, take the edge off.
1: Well, they still have oars. Everyone just mans the station and starts rowing. No,
0: I'm just kidding. i was gonna say pretty, I've seen pictures of your ship in the navy. I'm pretty sure that no one was oar was rowing off the sides of it.
1: Man, the oars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. Uh, I suppose we'll just give the spoiler warning and start talking about the plot of Deep Rising, shall we? <laughs> so spoilers ahead, you have been warned. So, so sorry. Spoilers ahoy! <laughs> See? Bo boat, boat really terms? No? Okay. <laughs> uh so yes, we're introduced to our, our our various characters. We got there's a quote at the start about the depths of the ocean or something bollocks like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the Marianas Trench, I assume, is what they're talking
0: about. Something like that. Um, And we're introduced to our main character, who's our lovable rogue with a heart of gold, and the two people he works with. uh, One is, uh, obviously, our mechanic dude, who's kind of the squirmy, like, nervous guy. And then Kind of sounds like me. Right now, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A little more whiny, though. He's got a very whiny voice, does Kevin G. O'Connor. It's
1: it's like the... I don't know there was this style like uh, of people talking in a certain way in the 90s for mm. comic relief like uh, Gilbert Godfrey has a little bit of that right or yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Well it was the main one I'm thinking of biodome guy.
0: Oh Pauly Shore
1: Pauly Shore. Yeah. This is kind of like a, a, a thing where like if you wanted to be the comic relief in the 90s you kind of had to have a weird
0: voice. Yeah, there's a lot of 90s trends in this for sure uh, they, they, they do stick out watching it now <laughs> like a, a new mm-hmm. era where you're kind of recognizing all these things that have been gone for a while uh, and then the third person is a, a woman an asian woman who i was shocked turned out to be in a relationship with uh the mechanic character she's <laughs> like stupid beautiful <laughs> it's like how yeah. how did
1: he land her exactly uh, like, she's like oh yeah also there's this model <laughs> who works with them who's on their crew <laughs>
0: Which, again, it's a very movie thing because you just, you know, it's like they want everyone to be beautiful So when they have, like, yeah. you know, a woman on well, the crew. just the women, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. I feel like, yeah, men are allowed to be uglier in this era because, you know, Treat Williams and Kevin G. O'Connor, and this is no disrespect, I'm, I'm not an attractive man myself, but clearly in movies, men are allowed to be kind of schlubby in this era. I guess so. But the- we replaced them with, like, peak Brendan
1: Fraser in the next
0: that's, thing they that made. That's true, that's true. Brendan Fraser, uh, obviously, there was a step up next time. Probably would have made this movie better. I mean, I'm going to say what I always say. I think you stick Red Brown into this role, and I think you've got a winner. Oh,
1: perfect. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, you get Red Brown. Red Brown
1: on a jet ski, immediately cool. <laughs> but he, changed my
0: mind. Yes, but he has to wear that uh, that baby blue crop top from Robo War uh, while he's doing it.
1: Would have the hair from uh, your.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out our Patreon bonus episodes uh, if you want to get more information on these red brown movies. Um, in fact, I think uh, Robo War just went up on the YouTube members because they're on a delay. Uh, I think mm. that that just went up for YouTube members on the movie that channel. Is-
1: such a good movie plus you get to see Red Brown like I mean. in it when he tries to cry at the end where <laughs> the camera's like zooming in on him and he's working real hard he's like come on tears come on
0: <laughs> yes uh Tara's use of the word good there is very uh flexible I'll just say that oh it's that's a really good movie <laughs> and it's enjoyable I don't know if good's the word I'd use but I bought it on blu-ray of course she did <laughs> Of course you did. Um so yeah, uh what was what was that saying here? Uh yeah, so we meet our characters and we meet our, our, our team of mercenaries that are working for I guess I don't know this guy that well, the Japanese guy who's like in charge of the mercenaries. Uh I don't really know him from and I don't think. But uh he he is uh like saying, Yeah, don't ask any questions, blah 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 but mechanic guy like goes down and finds that they're they've got torpedoes on them. Um, oh the, the asian guy is the sphinx and mystery men okay i don't know him from something yeah i can picture him now in that movie okay mm-hmm. okay then stick out right away he but he definitely looks familiar i don't know yeah. uh, i didn't look up to see what else he was in though i feel like i recognize his voice more than his face but yeah that makes that makes some sense he's wearing a mask in that after all
1: <laughs> it's a very international mercenary group
0: yes which actually one of the first like points i want to make about their introduction is that they're like, all ridiculously... It's like they're trying to do the Predator thing where they're all badasses and they're all, like, showing how much of a badass they are, but they come off kind of lame at times in doing it. because oh, yeah, totally. Because like, when they catch uh, Benny, which I'm just going to call him Benny because that's what he is in The Mummy, <laughs> but when they catch Benny looking at the, the missiles, they start beating him up, and we get these, like, com It's almost like in, like, a kid's movie when, like, a kid's being bullied, and you get the camera looking up at all the bullies, like, kicking you. Like You get that mm-hmm. shot of all these, like, badass mercenaries, and I'm like... Guys, this is like a weak, scrawny little dude. Like, you're not being big and badass because you're beating him up. Like, it's just, I don't know. Just... And if you actually were beating him up, he'd probably be dead pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Finnegan has to come <laughs> in with a harpoon gun. But anyway, the thing I wanted to say, the line that really stuck out to me here, is they're making fun of each other. Um, like, uh, Sunshine Guy, uh, Cliff Curtis, he, like, his thing in the movie is that he's just, like, a pervert, and he's just mm-hmm. always talking about how, how to have sex. But the line that stuck out to me here, was they're talking about um like he he's so he's talking about why you have sex with a woman from every country and yeah. uh, one of the other ones uh, they're sort of debating what that means like does every country count is it only countries that are, are, that are real and like established and for some reason they then use the country of australia as an example of I one know. that doesn't count like australia
1: okay this is so funny to me because cliff is from new zealand <laughs> like that's clearly like the, the, he's making fun of the continent of australia and the country of like every, like with the other guys but like isn't he like maori or something is, he's new zealand <laughs> he's a kiwi
0: because they're, they're making fun of uh, Kano, who's australian right and he's like, look oh, like this guy's country He's like Australia's a real country, mate. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, who's because when I when he said like the old established countries counter, whatever the line was, I thought, oh, maybe he means like tribes that sort of set up their own regions, you know, or something, you know, like something like that. But yeah. no, Australia, so... you're debating Australia as a as a country.
1: That's <laughs> so. It's so
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's like.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. It was so dumb, especially because I'm like, okay, this actor is New Zealand. So like, why would he make fun of that? Cause he's like a country that's a subset of Australia, the continent.
0: <laughs> yeah. But is the, is the character from New Zealand though? I don't,
1: I don't know that he changed his accent or not. I think he still uh, sounded like he was. Yeah. Okay. Cause wh- when he was speaking and I was like, wait, he sounds New Zealand and I looked him up and he's, yeah, he's absolutely New Zealand. He looks like, you know,
0: like a New Zealander. <laughs> yeah, I love how, like, saying New Zealander or, and you can't say New Zealandish, sure. Right? There's there's not a good word for it, which is why they just came up with Kiwi to Kiwi, be to be know, the word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's related to Taika. Guys, <laughs> Sounds like him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interested these characters and they're all me and stuff. But as this is all going on, so some, there's an inside man on the ship. It turns out later to be the guy who owns it, but there's an inside man on the ship who turns off all the communications, which is just, main, it's just meant to stop them from talking to anyone. Uh, but they end up like, you know, something from below causes a ruckus and we don't see too much and what happens? The only, the only stuff we get in the ship is the party, the speech about you know, like oh we're all rich, Ma-ha-ha-ha. we get that speech, uh, and we get obviously our uh, our, our Catwoman <laughs> being uh, caught and, uh, and put, put they
1: in have to go to this brick. part of the waters, right? Like <clears throat> they're trying to get to an area of the that was also in like the the opening text was like there there's an area of the ocean where like ships go missing and stuff. It's kind of like, I guess they were talking about the
0: Bermuda Triangle ish thing. I don't know. They never, like never that. say that. Well, yeah, but that wasn't the big, it was the small boat that was. Tr- oh, no. Yeah. yeah, no, maybe the word. So, yeah, I think what's happening here is that they never actually say this in the movie, but I think what is hitting that, from what you just said, is that I think this idea that there's going to be, like, you know, Uh, pirates or terrorists who like you know sink the ship right uh Mm -hmm. the idea that they're going to do it in this area where ships are known to go down is like to to enhance the because basically it's it's an insurance scam the 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 owners realize (laughs) that he spent too much on this boat and he wants the 400 million dollar insurance payout so (laughs) honestly yeah (laughs) one of the funniest things in the whole movie to me is later on the film when he's on his own and he realizes the boat's sinking and he just goes it's sinking, and he gets really excited. I don't know. That really made me laugh for some reason.
1: I think th- the whole concept of like I'm just going to make a cruise ship for millionaires is really funny because this cruise ship is huge, and mm-hmm. there's not a lot. Like, there's more now, but there's not a lot of millionaires. So, like, in order for you to be for the cruise to be um, profitable. Is that, like, all these millionaires would have to choose to go on a cruise for every vacation they do. Otherwise, you are just going to have to start, like, hauling, you know, regular people
0: <laughs> on a cruise. That, that's why the prices have to be, you know, affordable to a large <laughs> clientele. So you actually always have customers. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So maybe, like, this first cruise or something, maybe he it wasn't actually profitable because it was like, well, I just need all these millionaires to be here so I can rob them.
0: I, mean, I don't know what a cruise, like a typical cruise cost. I'm assuming it's like a grand or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, they're pretty expensive.
1: I've looked into it before, but yeah. it, I mean, obviously it depends where you go. And
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're expensive, but they're expensive and a, a regular person can save up or, you know, they could, it's an option if they want to like devote some time to it kind of thing. Yes. Uh, if
1: I If I wanted to go on a cruise, I could do it, but I have to you know so yeah you put some money aside for
0: it yeah uh whereas here and it would have to be like in the steerage yeah <laughs> but that's that's this guy's logic is uh he's the lawyer from jurassic park we can have a coupon day or something for the poors yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so good we should watch that instead what is that jurassic park <laughs> was right to jurassic park revisit <laughs> that'd be great yeah <laughs> We'll have a coupon day. Uh, <laughs> uh, Every line is great in that line. Yeah. That's probably why I know what coupon means. That's probably where I learned that word. Because coupon's not a word that's used in the UK. We call it a voucher. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Yeah. Coupon. Yeah. We love
0: our coupons. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so we can't... But once the once there's a bit of like, turbulence or tremors or whatever you want to call it, uh, like there's like, we, we cut away from the, sh- the, the cruise ship and we just stay with the other characters. And so, so we're with them as they discover what's happened on the ship. So obviously, once they get close, like, the, the, the main guys are all taken by gunpoint. And it's like, okay, they've had some rough stuff as well. They've been hit by something. The engine's damaged. They need to get parts from the cruise ship. Uh... Which obviously the bad guys are expecting to see the cruise ship, but the main like our main trio aren't. They're like, wait, there's a cruise ship out there because they, they didn't know what they were coming out right here to do. Obviously, uh, they're in the blind about all this. Um, so the setup is that they're going to take the two guys, or, or Finnegan and Benny, onto the cruise ship so that they can get the uh, the parts they need to fix the the engine, so they can get away afterwards, and uh, our our model slash. Uh, first mate is staying back on the boat with one of the bad guys um which uh is a shame because she basically has one more scene where she dies uh and that's yeah. kind of it you know, you know you get a lot of her which is a shame because it felt like they were setting her up to be more of her main character but i guess mm. i guess if you're gonna have a kill count you have to like do some surprise deaths early on
1: it did seem a little pointless to kill her character yeah. because she has a relationship with um with benny right yeah that's any benny and well, uh, not in
0: this movie but that's what i'm calling him yeah
1: <laughs> oh you're de- oh that's the mummy character that's his mummy's okay. character <laughs> but whatever i'm sticking with it yeah. they they have a relationship and like it doesn't really come up again where he's like looking for her or you know it it it's sort. there's a line at the very end
0: of it which i won't jump to now but like I just thought, like, if you're going to kill uh, her... I mean, you could jump to a maybe. few. I mean, there's literally one exchange where he just says, uh, is she here? And the captain goes... Oh, I think she's dead. I think she's dead. <laughs> oh, me sad. And that's it. That's, that's the extent of it.
1: I just, I wish there was something more... Like, if you're going to kill this character, like, she's one of our main likable people, so, like, why would you do that unless it's going to affect his motivation in some way? You yeah. You know, or... But it, they do nothing with
0: it. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a pointless kill. You would think, oh no, she'll be safe until they get back and then maybe he'll see her die in a big moment or Mm -hmm. he'll sacrifice himself to save her. Yeah, just do something with it. Yeah, it felt like just a nothing. It was just like, oh, she's just a red shirt to die so we have an extra kill, but it's like, ah, she felt like she was more important than that.
1: We have to, we can only have one hot woman in this movie. Uh, Yeah,
0: apparently, yes. Uh, The comic relief must be the third wheel at the end. That's the rule.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know it's it's just a nothing thing it was yeah. kind of
0: disappointing yeah so they go into the boat and like they're constantly for some reason like and i don't think there's really a necessity for this but there's just this one little extra element of there's these advanced guns they've got access to that are like you know they're fake guns that have been made up for the movie that are like got like spinning chambers and they're mm-hmm. they yeah and like all the all the bad guys, are like oh yeah, this is great.
1: Ah, oh, the, the guns, yeah. <laughs> Look at my big penis. I mean, gun. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, and, and they do that thing where so they go on the boat and they're looking through the hallways and they're like, this is a bit weird. Okay, they're all in the big ballroom. This go in there. Oh wait, they're not here. There's a really great little beat here where they effectively do the the predator moment where there's like a, a spooky and it's not even like a spooky noise. Really, it's it's like a it's like a cake with some sparklers goes off or something, right? And there's like a, just a bit of a fireworks show. And it scares them all, so they all start firing their guns. So we get the, the Predator scene where they're all just firing at nothing for like, you know, a minute. And I like this version of the scene for two reasons. Because one, uh are two, two main guys from the boat who duck at first, just sort of, like, sort of slowly rise up and look around and be like, these idiots are shooting at nothing. So I like that there's a reaction to it from characters who are slightly more sensible. But two, I actually really like the joke where they all stop and then they're so happy with how it felt to shoot lo- these fancy new guns, they just start firing again for no reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was funny. I know, I, I got a chocolate. It felt like at least it, it didn't just do the scene from Predator, it sort of, like, pl- you know, played with it and did something new with it. <laughs> that was fun. Let's just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that felt more genuine to me than, like, you know, I we brought up War, but War just, like, had that scene, like, five times.
1: <laughs> Hilarious. Which Every is, time it was funnier.
0: Yeah, it it's funny because it's a bad movie and it's funny because they're, like, just blatantly doing it. But. You
1: like the scene in, in Predator? What if we do it six more times? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so they split up. Uh, Kano is the first bad guy to die. He just gets dragged away in the water, uh, basically. Because it's, it's a little bit wild, because obviously when I, I keep saying the monster, I think for a lot of the movie, you don't actually think it is one monster, you think it's just a lot of different, like, technical things. You know, it's not until... Well, for a long time, you don't even see
1: anything. There's no indication of what it is. You, it's just, like, you see one guest who's, like, trapped in a room, mm-hmm. and you see that she dies. You don't see how, but like, she gets sucked something the, not, gets
0: in the room. Oh, she gets sucked in the toilet. That's, that's not that's sugar, true, yeah. sugarcoat the detail here. She's sitting in the toilet seat and she gets sucked into it.
1: That's right. She does. She looks down and yeah. screams and then,
0: yeah, dies yeah. That
1: way. It's not as, like, graphic, though, as, it, you know, it could have been, like, an eighty-eight blob scene where you oh, see her sure. get in and, and go into a toilet. Yeah, you don't it, get that. You just get an explosion of
0: blood. It is R-rated so because of some F-bombs, and I guess there's a little bit of violence, but, yeah, it's not, like, super gory or anything like that, by any means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. You do see the tentacles for a long time though. Once they show up, you see a lot of those tentacles for like yeah the middle chunk of the movie. Like you see them a lot. And he,
1: each one has like a personality and like a, a face and a mouth and stuff like that. And
0: spikes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd agree with the personality part. Did you get personality from these tentacles? Well, mad. <laughs> I, I definitely I got. Guess I got emotion. I, I got a vagina with teeth, mouth at the end of all of them, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: No, they were like, they were, they were like a pointy mouth.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, one of them definitely had like a a vertical mouth that opened. Well, yeah, because I think they they
1: have like, they have like the pointy mouth, right? And then they spread open and then it gets more open. There's more openings inside and then it's the vagina dentata.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. There was definitely like a vagina shaped one in the middle. I'm going to stop doing this now. Okay, <laughs> thank you. For the audio listeners, I was using some uh, visual aid to <laughs> express my point.
1: I, you said it was aliens meets Titanic.
0: Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of uh, <laughs> genitalia, you know, design in the alien stuff, so can't can't fault that. Um, so. And obviously, later on, we find out it's basically a big, oct- you know, it's a kraken, effectively. like
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Which I was, I was okay with, like, I, I kind of wish that it was just it, what it was from the beginning, you know? Like, I like what it does with the victims, where it'll eat them, and then, de- basically, they, someone says later on, like, oh, it just drinks people, so, like, mm. it'll eat you whole take out all the fluids and then spit out the bones. And I, I like that. And I like the visual of all like the nasty decomposing stuff. Cause mm. anything that makes me think of 88 blob, is going to be, good
0: yeah they find but, like the uh it's like there's a big cargo area full of just like skeletons later on and there's the one guy that it kind of spits out when it's not done with them so he's got like he's got like a, two, like, a two-faced thing where like half his head is like and the cg is pretty rough because it's a cg effect on his face but it, you yeah. know it's just it's it looked, it fun it was great i, I really like that moment actually so, it it's time it, period but it's it was yeah.
1: something you know that they gave
0: us that was like oh
1: this is really gross and cool and, uh, finally something that's not like just a tentacle, <laughs>
0: but it's definitely maybe just be a fun movie though, because it's one of those ones where the characters are still sort of just being quippy and kind of like, yeah, they're acting scared, but they're not like this is not an intense, terrifying like movie where the characters are all like terrified for their lives. They're they're movie yeah. characters in an adventure, you know, at all times. And there's a
1: treat. William says tells a story about how like like everyone thinks that they're safe at the moment, and it's like, I watched a video of an octopus like be handed a wine bottle with a cork fully in it and a fish inside. And it was able to not just take the cork out, but also fully get the octopus body inside and eat the fish. (laughs) And I love the idea that this Kraken thing is actually just a giant octopus that's able to, because octopuses are made of pudding inside, they just are able to go through Mm. anything and be able to eat somebody. Um, I don't love the idea that every tentacle is like a its own thing It has a mouth that's able to like you know because you can do a lot with the tentacles already like yeah yeah with the suction and stuff and like deforming people that way
0: I mean maybe I'm wrong but that to me felt like they wanted us to think it was just different tentacle monsters and then it was a reveal at the end oh no it's just all one big monster
1: yeah but like each tentacle thing has a mouth and then the the actual monster has a mouth like it, it the design of the creature doesn't make sense to me anymore and it's kind of like like i love tremors and the graboids are awesome and like the actual when the Gra- graboids mouth opens it's got these like three other mouths that can go mm. and grab onto things to help it but it's it's basically just its tongue like they the graboids have this design where that helps them Eat things and that's great, but and then when you get a later Tremor sequel and like the the tentacles inside the the graboid come out and then now they're their own creature, I don't like that. You know <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me anymore.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I, I guess you just sort of argue that this just feeding the hole, so all of its tentacles can consume and just feed back if, to the main system.
1: If it's more of like a trunk thing you know like an elephant mm. trunk where it's like we're just storing this so that when we get to the mouth we can yeah. eat it again you know maybe but it didn't seem to be the case because like it was when they when the guy came out like because it was because they cut a tentacle open and then the guy fell out of it and he was still alive
0: and decomposing and stuff like it, that. Did, did the main part of the creature have a mouse though i can't remember yeah. a mouse did it? yeah mm-hmm. i remember an eye i don't know if it remember a mouse
1: that that might have been the vagina mouth that you're
0: remembering no i was definitely on the tentacles the tentacles definitely had a little vagina mouth
1: all right i can't believe i brought that term back up again
0: anyway <laughs> that's, hey that's on you okay <laughs> you're right <More> bad. <laughs> um yeah so no this is some fun moments with that and obviously there's a lot of them sneaking around there's some of that alien resurrection and deep blue sea style stuff where they're trying to figure out okay what's the path we can take to save our characters interact in fact actually I do actually really like uh uh Jimon or have you say his name uh his death his death is not actually the monster he gets an axe to the head by the rich guy who owns the ship because when they go into the vault it turns out that like, the captain and him are hiding in there with like one other per- uh, person and like <laughs> he opens the door and the guy just swings the axe at you head instantly I-
1: I think he opens the door and he's going money, 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 money <laughs> when the axe comes down. Yeah, that
0: was a good moment. Yeah. Uh, so, and I do, I do think they do an effective job with him in making him unlikable because even in the opening, where they catch uh, uh, Jensen stealing stuff from like one of the vaults, um, he slaps her in a way that makes you feel even though she was just caught doing something wrong, he still comes came across as the asshole in this scene. Yeah, and, like he he just wanted to hit her. Yeah, like he enjoyed it. And then, obviously, like, it's not a surprise when it turns out he's, like, doing this and it's all an insurance scam. And he's like, I'm not a monster. I was going to make sure the ship was evacuated. It's not my fault a monster... I mean, to be fair, it's not his fault a monster showed up. (laughs) But, like, you know, I wasn't going to actually hurt anyone. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, so he he does those skeevy things where he, you know, he turns on them later on uh, and, like, sort of leaves them out to dry. So you're kind of waiting for his big ending where... He's going to get what's coming to him uh and you're kind of enjoying that but he's also kind of invaluable in that he knows the layout of the ship so when they're planning to like go through and oh we have to swim through this section but that's the part of the made me of alien resurrection which again was like a year or two before this is like oh this makes me think of that scene where it's like oh shit we have to get from point a to point b and this is the sort of thing i like in survival movies which and you know the either be disaster movies or be more like monster movies like this but I do love those elements of them. It's like okay, we have to go through this ru- this like dangerous section where mm-hmm. one of us is probably going to die, <laughs> but we have to go through it to get to the other side.
1: No, I agree. And that's why I would I really love um I mean, I like this movie already. I like the Poseidon adventure a lot, but like that is one of the fun things about that is like we have to get from point A to point B, but everything's literally upside down or like there's there's wires loose and we have to get somehow find a way around this or everything's underwater but we know or we're at least we're pretty sure if we get to the end of it there's going to be an opening but you have that but then also a monster
0: yes (laughs) and that's you know that's that's part of the fun and i think the movies a reasonably it's a very light summer blockbuster version of this concept but it's an i think it's an entertaining enough one for you know
1: yeah i mean it's definitely like fun it's definitely fun i just don't think it's very good
0: (laughs) i think that's also fair but <laughs> i i kind of like it in spite of its misgivings because it, i don't know it's just like i can say it's a very comforting easy watch uh if nothing sure. else um but yeah uh did, did you uh so so there's a bunch of them running around in the water dodging tentacles sneaking past them uh the the bad guys basically get picked off one by one they'll they're kind of like the, the red shirt fodder to get killed throughout the movie um did you enjoy when uh so later on i'm kind of skipping ahead here but it's just when uh, he's on the jet ski uh so eventually there's kind of like a he tries to sort of rig his small boat with the bomb on it to like blow up the ship which actually leads to like the the bad guy you know the the rich guy's like demise in a, a you know satisfying way where he thinks he's getting away, but the boat's, like, set to auto-turn around and, like, just blow up into the ship, which is good fun. Uh, but see where he's on the jet ski? And Jensen gets on the back of the jet ski and they're riding around, and it's all this fun stuff for them going down the hallways of the ship. Uh... Did you get the sexual tension as he, like, holds his shotgun out and says, cock it? As he's, cause yeah, he's cause, totally. Because he's using one hand to, like, steer the jet ski. So I understand why. But I couldn't help but feel there was an intentional oh, innuendo with this.
1: Oh, I laughed. Yeah, for sure. I was like, come on, movie. <laughs> Way to go. Oh,
0: that's a good show. Um Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, the, the, the bad guy, uh, the, the leader of the bad guys, uh, like the, the Japanese dude, um, he at one point tries to sacrifice Benny because like, oh, we need to leave, give them something to eat, and Benny's like, well, what do we give them to eat? And I'm like, he's about to leave you for bait, dude. Like This is the most obvious setup in the world, and he shoots yeah. him in the leg uh, to slow him down. But he does survive. Although, he, he does get his comeuppance, though, because when he ends up getting injured and he's basically, like, he's already like starting to be like sucked into the tentacle and he's like okay this is a horrible death benny chooses to give him his gun back because he's ended up with it and the scene is like look i'll let you like take yourself out in a dignified way so you don't have to suffer right that's that's effectively what he's doing and the the asshole still tries to shoot at benny as he's leaving the room and he's like (laughs) dude you're an asshole and then obviously the, the payoff to it is, is that he goes to kill himself like he wants to but he's the last he just fired the last round for no reason at him yeah, <laughs> so now he yeah. can and he has to get sucked alive uh so also fun
1: yeah <laughs> i agree also a fun way to go
0: yeah it was a fun time uh bye uh, there's a lot of uh because the, the rich guy like tries to shoot a flare gun at uh jensen a few times and you know so you you cheer when his demise finally comes uh.
1: Uh, yeah I, I've I enjoyed the moment where um, the the <clears throat> the bad guy the real bad guy not the not the sea monster um, <laughs> is realizes that the ship is turning around and going to crash into his his great masterpiece slash <laughs> catastrophe and uh <clears throat> that was fun but it's the oh. same like kind of trope where like the um he goes it's set to autopilot which is i don't know if a, if a boat has autopilot or not but in 1998 no way,
0: it feels far-fetched it,
1: it feels sci-fi yeah. yeah and then also like there's no way to get around it like oh the access has been denied <laughs> to, get, to, to, to just steer the ship a different
0: direction <laughs> Um, actually the other thing that is really satisfying about his demise is even before he like is he's like the boat's like moving he realizes that it's about to leave so he actually jumps off the side of the cruise ship onto it and breaks his legs and it's a Mm -hmm. really nasty like like but he's like he's desperate he's like shit i can't let that go away i need to get off the cruise ship uh yeah so even that's satisfying like they really they really put him through a bit of torture in his last couple of minutes and yeah,
1: yeah yeah that was good
0: it's enjoyable <laughs> and this is all happening while the jesse stuff's going on and they're they're riding around um i guess i mean if there's if there's maybe an indictment of the movie is that we're kind of glossing over a good middle chunk of the film where it's them like we, we, i mean we said that they're they're trying to find their way through the ship and there's maybe a change in power play where it goes from the mercenaries being in power to like nah we should just listen to the others like the, our main characters because they're actually trying to like they know the ship they know how to fix the boat they're kind of in charge now and like you know like, the mercenary guys just kind of have to actually accept that. Um, mm-hmm. But we are kind of glossing over a lot of this section because it all kind of boils down to every so often a tentacle jumps out and kills someone or comes through the water and they shoot at it a bit. Like, there's not a lot of, like, memorable, like, specific things I want to talk about in that section. You know, we already not brought really. <laughs> we already brought up all the ones that are notable, which is the, you know, the half-finished face and, like, them finding all the dead bodies and... The bit where they have to swim. Like, that, that's really the three main parts before we actually get into the the big rush towards the end where everyone's trying to leave and blow up the ship. And mm-hmm. obviously, before they leave in the jet ski, they end up in the main room with the, the monster and we finally get to see its head. Um, and uh, basically, our main dude shoots them in the eye, which is what makes them drop them. And they make a run for it.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: That's the, yes. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, they have to jet ski out of the ship mm-hmm. when it's being exploded by the torpedo boat. Oh, of so course. Yeah. We do get the 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 shot of the action jet ski with the ball of fire and Fonka Jensen behind Treat Williams
0: going over into the water. Yes. Yes. And Benny. <laughs> shot. Benny went. We didn't even see what happened to him. He just disappeared, and it's like, oh shit! I guess he's dead. And then, like, when they get to... Because they see this island in the distance earlier on, and it's like, okay, we'll go there and wait for a rescue. They mm-hmm. get to the island, and then it's just kind of, like, out of nowhere after they kiss, right? And she's like, Uh, oh, better than a cold beer, eh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> Like, she'll, Benny just sort of, like, comes... It's like the end of Jaws, where he's just, like, on, like, a bit of a raft or something, and he's just sort of, like, floating and swimming towards the island, and it's like, oh, he survived somehow. uh oh, good for him. And, and made great time. Yeah. Also. Yeah, he didn't have a jet ski. He just swam. Yeah, he got there
1: like thirty <laughs> seconds after they did.
0: <laughs> well, maybe he started early. Maybe as soon as he disappeared, he started swimming to the island.
1: Yeah, maybe he had some help with the
0: explosion. Maybe that. Pushed oh him. yeah, yeah, pushed him. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, rode the uh, the wave, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I big I, line. I I do like the uh <laughs> like the the little epilogue of the ending here, which is they hear a roar. And then they're like, wait a minute, what's on this island? And the camera pulls back and you see some trees move and you hear a few different roars and you're like, wait a minute, did you just land on Skull Island or something akin to Skull Island?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, actually. The according to the trivia, the um the director <coughs> was going to make a King Kong movie and he was gonna have this ah. one be the lead into that
0: uh that's that's actually quite funny uh i mean I, I just assumed it was something like skull island but i did appreciate that oh shit we've just discovered that you know the kraken exists and now it's like oh shit there's an island full of monsters that mm-hmm. we've landed on i thought it was a nice like oh shit we're still in the, the deep end <laughs> of like everything here out of uh, the frying
1: pan and into the fire
0: there you go yeah <laughs> so, uh, i like the end it gave me a good chuckle the first time i saw the movie and i got to this part of the end i just started laughing because i thought okay that was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah
1: what's it's it what? awesome if kong actually showed up at the end
0: mm, mm. uh so i'll take your beautiful woman now thank you <laughs> no nah, he likes blondes he does yeah he's got a type sorry to say i
1: just watched the three and a half hour epic uh, of the peter jackson one. <laughs>
0: mm. yes yes um yeah uh you know I, I, it's a decent fun time with uh I don't know if likable characters is the right phrase in this case, With characters. (laughs) Yes. With (laughs) characters. But they do feel like movie characters, uh, for better or worse, if that makes sense. So there's a comfort and quality to them, as opposed to, I don't know, uh, like, other movies that try to avoid archetypes by having everyone being bland or unlikable. They're just kind of, you know, they're a bit cheesy, they're a bit there, feels very 90s. But ultimately, it's very easy to digest comfort movie food. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not as good as The Mummy. It's not as good as the things we can compare it to, like Deep Blue Sea or Leviathan. Um, you know, we've not done some of the other underwater movies from, like, Leviathan's era uh, yet on the show. But I'm sure we will at some point. Like, Deep Star 6. Uh, there's another one around the same time. Like, there. 1989, for whatever reason, there's, like, four movies that were set underwater. There was the Abyss, Leviathan, Deep Star 6, and, like, one other one. It's kind of weird how many there were. Mm. But... Just on trend. Yeah, it's just one of those things where they all sync well, up.
1: I wonder if there's, like, because everybody watched TV at, like, the same time, and they all watched the same stuff. Mm. I wonder if there was some, like, Attenborough special about, like, <laughs> underwater worlds or something, and then everyone's like, we should make movies about this.
0: Mm. <laughs> Either that, or they heard James Cameron was making, like, an underwater movie, so all the other studios went, oh, we need to rush, get, everyone, get in the water, right now. I don't know
1: if Cameron was big, that big yet, though.
0: I mean, it was after Aliens. Yeah, but before T2. Okay, true, I admit, he got bigger with T2, yeah. But, yeah, so, I don't know, that's an interesting... Relic, of it it's kind of weird that I missed this as a kid. It kind of feels like the sort of thing that was probably on TV all the time. I just never saw it. I somehow missed it. I missed it too. Yeah,
1: <coughs> and I was glued to my t- TV.
0: So. Yeah, well, so was I. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um,
1: I mean, when my dad wasn't using
0: it to watch golf, <laughs> lame. Uh, very good. Um. Oh, that's funny. The Asian lady in the, you know, in the crew, on the small boat. Uh, mm, she, the was, she was the nurse in Gattaca. Oh. And she was also in Deep Impact in the Truman Show. She was in a lot of things in small roles at this time period, apparently. I guess
1: 90s sci-fi was her thing.
0: I guess. She's not been in anything since 2007, though, so she uh, called it quits. Mm. Oh, she was the tour guide in the first Spider-Man movie. I can actually picture her now that I've read that. Okay. She's the one explaining the spiders at Oscorp. Oh, okay. At the start, yeah. Uh, not Oscarp, it's the museum in the first movie, it's not Oscarp. Oscarp's the... In the
1: Ra- Ra- Raimi movies?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That's so funny. Like She's in like five or six movies that I've seen, all very close together. Uh, but they're all just small enough roles that I never even noticed. Huh. Funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Never right. got a big break, I guess.
0: I guess not. She eventually called it quits for whatever reason. Uh, Alright, well. Okay, would, would you like to uh, rate the movie? As if there's any final points you'd like to make before you do
1: I mean, there are definitely fun moments in it. Um, but I don't think it's a very good movie. So, I'm going to go 5.5.
0: Okay, uh, I think I, I will be slightly more generous and give it the six. Um, because I think it's a fun enough watch. It's not a, it's not art by any means, but as it, a sort of summer blockbuster, it's a lighthearted film, especially if you like the nineties sort of tone. Uh, mm-hmm. with it, I, I think it's a nice, easy to watch uh, thing. It's probably the sort of thing where people who grew up in the nineties like we did, will probably feel something for it. Uh, even though we didn't see it at the time, but just because we feel something for that era. I think if you try to show this to someone who wasn't born until maybe the end of the 90s, start of the 2000s, you know, someone who's only like 22 just now, I think they would probably watch this and just, unless they just happen to get a taste for it, they probably just think it's a bit lame. <laughs> I really couldn't blame them for that thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a promising start, but yeah, I don't know. The, the creature was disappointing, unfortunately. That's a big one.
0: Do you, do you think it's mostly the effects, though? Do you, do you think if it was the same general idea creature, but it was, like, with modern, much better effects? You
1: know, honestly, even the, the the special effects of the creature, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, for the time, it's not the worst. So I can get past special effects. Sure. I honestly think it's the creature design. It isn't... Okay. The, the, the ten- tentacle mouths don't make sense to me. It's upsetting. I would have liked to have seen a giant just slimy octopus taking revenge on people
0: <laughs> sure sure so you would have liked the tech was just to grab people and pull them away and just mm-hmm. to nowhere and then we find out later where they're going yeah,
1: in- inside of a through a toilet seat even that would be great
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh yeah you know i have a decent enough time with it it's uh you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm never going to recommend it more than just if you like this type of 90s B movie, you'll get some fun out of it. But that's about it. <laughs> like, mm. I'm never going to go any higher than that. Uh, but it's probably Stephen Summers' second best movie. Because, you know, Van Helsing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Mummy Returns is watchable, but it's definitely weaker than the first movie.
1: Still got Brendan Fraser in it.
0: It does. It also has those PS1... like one video game graphics at the end of it when the Scorpion King comes out
1: is the rock in that one
0: yeah that that was the one of the first times I ever remember seeing a movie in the cinema and thinking oh that looks bad is when he comes out as the Scorpion King at the end uh, mm. and he's CG I remember thinking oh that looks like shit in and, and 2001 when it came out so
1: yeah I don't yeah I don't remember I, I'm sure I saw it because oh, the mummy was great
0: so I probably saw it the mummy does. yeah I
1: never saw the Scorpion King movie.
0: I think I tried to watch it and was just bored. Like, I think I technically watched it, but I don't know how much attention I was paying to it by the end. Uh, it wasn't very good. And for, that's one of those weird movies that's got like four direct to video sequels. And I don't, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it gave us The
1: Rock, though, because I do
0: appreciate The Rock. Mm.
1: Very quickly, I was like, I like The Rock. And I went and supported his movies, but not The Scorpion King. Sure. I went and saw Walking Tall.
0: Well, he's very charismatic. You know, he's, he's got a presence. Uh, he is. He's a bit thin-skinned at times. Uh, he's getting very defensive right now, Black Adam, when anyone compares it to anything. Uh, but, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, someone, I
1: mean, he had to have known. He someone, has to know when he's in garbage movies.
0: IGN put out a statement. Uh, and it's not even a statement. They put, out like, an article uh, or a tweet saying Black Panther 2 is, like, already gross more than Black Adam has in, like, several weeks and the rock had to reply to it (laughs) and like
1: that's okay twitter's about to implode anyway
0: that's true twitter's probably about to die and (laughs) you know anyway uh but there you go that's that's our thoughts on event horizon it's not a super deep movie uh the fact that we tangented quite a bit during this one probably lends itself to that um but it's a fun enough watch so you know take it as you will Uh, So we got one more movie we could do in this 90s season. There could be more in the future There's definitely more 90s sci-fi to look at, but uh, we've done about, I don't know I think by the time we're done, we'll have done about eight or nine of them Um, so And plus all whatever random ones we've done in the past, you know, but this is what we've done in the season Uh, But we are at the end of the year start of the new year uh, depending where it falls uh, We're going to do a top 25 90s sci-fi movies list and uh that'll be a, a funny episode when we get there but we got some stuff to do uh after joining mnemonic next week we have to do the first avatar because the second avatar is coming out soon which we'll also obviously be doing uh just um, got tickets. and we've got another thing i think in between those and uh then we'll see what we want to do at the start of next year maybe we'll do another season of some kind uh we'll pick a a decade or a subgenre, and you know give something some focus sounds fun but uh Yes, uh, you can, of course, support everything and go to com slash uh and supporting us uh, for as little as $3 per month and getting bonus episodes and, and other exclusives. What are the two main exclusives to get, Tara, if they join at the $5 why, tier?
1: Why, yes, Peter. Uh, if you guys join us at that tier level, then you will get bonuses. <laughs> so you'll get <laughs> a bonus review every month where we talk about something... <laughs> Kind of like like this movie, but maybe a bit more B-rated. <laughs> and we also do a show called The Ace Movie Meltdown.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Tara, I'm trying to have a snack. You can't struggle this much. Come on. Hold the show.
1: It's a good show. We just talk about stuff we've been watching. And also we quiz each other on... Um, On science fiction movie knowledge, it's fun. So, check up. Check (laughs)
0: up. (laughs) Oh, my chest! Oh, my heart! Oh,
1: you're not allowed to complain about that. I've got COVID. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I'm better now. It's
0: okay. Oh, that I, hurt! I, d- I did like a weird pivot mid sentence and c- kind of half coughed and oh, my chest hurts now. <laughs> oh,
1: come on! That's <laughs> your that's your comeuppance for uh, snacking during the review. <laughs> well, we're just you know just a little bit at the end. Put those peanut M and M's away.
0: <laughs> Not peanut M and M's, just small teasers, everyone. Small teasers, okay? Delicious.
1: Is that like a leftover halloween box With so many
0: it's on sale we're getting rid of them <laughs> anyway um yes yes uh check out patreon for uh bonus things every month and whatnot uh of course uh, one of our higher tiers is the producer tier so i'll thank our patreon producers right now so thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Born Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. Uh, thank you all, and thank you to anyone who's a patron or anyone who supports us. Uh, you can support us, of course, by liking, subscribing, dinging the bell for notifications, commenting, rating the podcast on <laughs> iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> Tara's trying her best to distract me now. You're doing great. uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh uh i can't say the same about your patreon plug but uh (laughs) (laughs) it's a solid effort i'm sick (laughs) (laughs) oh there you go that is our that is our deep rising episode thank you very much for joining us we always appreciate it keep watching science fiction a computer at salsa